so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast, and I want to thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing right now, listening to the show, watching the show on YouTube, however you're consuming the show, I am just very happy that you are and thankful that you have decided to. I am John Corrales, I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I am the author of this book right here, the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars that I'm showing you on YouTube. And holding awkwardly. <laughs> it's called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. A book that basically creates a 12-man all-star team, two at each position, two wild cards, two coaches. So get it wherever you get your books, or if you want a signed copy for 30 bucks, give it as a gift to somebody. Uh, you could do that at johncorrales.com. I'm here in uh, the middle of the day, not my normal recording time, for a Not bonus podcast, because this is going to be the Thursday podcast, but recording early because the Celtics are hiring Ime Udoka as their head coach, and I wanted to get a new podcast out as soon as possible to share my thoughts and my analysis of the Ime Udoka hired. Now, the Boston Celtics, as of this moment, have not made the uh, signing official, but I expect that to be done soon. I expect to hear from Ime Udoka uh, within the next couple of days, hopefully. And, uh, when we get that, we'll share that as well. But I, if you've been listening regularly have, have settled on email Doka as the guy for a little while now. I, I, I figured that once we got past the initial kind of few names that were out there and we realized who's really going to be a candidate for this job, who's not email Doka really stood out as the right choice. I just think he has the right mix of experience from a player perspective, from a coach perspective. And I'm going to share all of that with you in these, in in the next three segments, uh, his time in Brooklyn. I'll, I'll save that kind of like for the end, his time in Philly, I think is going to be really important. His time with San Antonio, his time as a player, that's all going to be part of this whole thing. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. Let's start with the most important thing. Udoka was part of the FIBA uh, World Cup coaching staff, and uh, I call him an assistant. He was basically working with the team and got to know Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, and, and Kemba, but obviously Kemba's not here, but those guys got to know him and by all reports that we've heard that when Brad Stevens asked his players what their input was, who do they favor? Who do they think would do a good job? Udoka's name came up and, and was a guy that they recommended. And, and I think 
when the players, your key players, your core players are all on board with one guy, then that has to play a major role in this. Um, and we know it, it's his experience as a player, his, his ability to relate to players as a coach. And yeah, because he's a black head coach, that's what these players have been looking for. This is a, a great opportunity. And I think it's important to listen to these players and, and, and kind of not do whatever they want, but take their advice under strong consideration. And I think Odoka does check a lot of the boxes that the Celtics were looking for, but this is the most important one. This is who these guys are playing for. And I've said this multiple times. Tatum's going to be the one that's going to be happy playing for this coach. Jalen Brown's going to be the one who's going to be happy playing for this coach. Marcus Smart has got to be the one who's happy playing for this coach. If those guys are happy playing for this coach and all of these factors are part of the reason why, then great. Because what's going to happen? He's going to walk in here and immediately, day one, these guys are going to be like excited. Like, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're all going to say something to, you know, some version of, hey, look, we love Brad. And, but this is the situation. Things change and we had this opportunity. And having Udoka is going to be a, a, an exciting opportunity. Uh, and I think that that is something that sparks the players. Sometimes you just need a little extra juice in, in that situation. And while I wasn't advocating for Brad Stevens to go, once he did go, you say, all right, well, let's, what's the opportunity here? And that's how I like to look at things. Like I've been fired from a job before and I don't look at it as, oh my God, geez, this sucks that I got fired from this job. I look at it as, Okay, well, what's this opportunity? What does that opportunity present? Things, things in life that are like that, it, it depends on your, your view. And Brad Stevens leaving the head coaching job is like, okay, well, this is an opportunity here. And the players now have a guy that they're going to work for, which means day one, they're going to work their asses off. They're going to try to make sure, just like what I was saying with Carol Lawson, uh, they have an opportunity here to get uh, another young black head coach into the league, into the rotation. And I think these guys are going to be damned if they're the ones that screw up his opportunity. And that's something you want to find a way to motivate players. That's going to be a great motivation for these guys, especially because this is important to these players. This is an important element to these players. And if they're going to go out there and they're going to bust their asses for this guy, great. Then get ready for these guys to listen and execute and give him everything that they've got from day one. And that's all you want from a coaching hire. Who can get these players' attention, who can motivate, and who's got the skills, the knowledge to, to put a plan together that these guys will follow. And this is the next step for Udoka now, obviously. He is a first-time head coach, and he's entering one hell of a situation. It's going to be a great situation. That This job was probably the most coveted job in the league, especially even as all these other jobs opened up, short of Giannis being available as your centerpiece, having Tatum and Brown as young all-stars, 24 and 23 years old, as the guys that you are going to coach and, and be the ones that are going to prop up your coaching record, right? You're, you're trying to win something and you're trying to build a resume. That's, that's a hell of a situation to walk into. And you've got a team that's motivated to win soon. You've got a front office now that's, 
that's trying to build something and rebuild something. So I think walking into the situation from Udoka's perspective, making sure you get the right staff. Obviously, Udoka is a defensive minded coach. He's a, a defensive. He was a defensive type player where he played in the NBA. He played in overseas. He played in the G League. He was not an overly successful NBA player. He had a, a, a short, a relatively short career where his, his, he was known for being a defensive player. Uh, and that's something that he's going to carry on as a coach. He was in charge of Brooklyn's defense. So he's going to bring in someone with a, you know, some offensive, uh, chops, but he was also part of the 2014 San Antonio Spurs team that had an offense that Brad Stevens raves about every chance he gets. In fact, our, we should not be surprised at all that Brad Stevens, who, who has been trying to get some taste of that 2014 Spurs in this Boston Celtics team, every time we talked about offense, he would bring up that 2014 Spurs about their ball moving and all of that. It should not be a shock that he got a guy who was part of that coaching staff in 2014. Like the Celtics finally have someone from that 2014 Spurs team here. So it's not like Udoka has not seen what a good offense is, uh, but he's, he's going to bring in uh, his staff. We're going to figure out who he keeps and, and who uh, comes in, what, what kind of staff he's going to build, what level of experienced coach he's going to have sitting next to him. And I think, I think his time in Brooklyn has, has shown him that you need that level of, of expertise. So let me get into his coaching, uh, his, his coaching history here, San Antonio, Philly, Brooklyn. I'm going to do that over the next two segments, but I do want to bring in the Michelob ultra moment right now. Uh, Michelob ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs, and 95 calories, you're definitely going to enjoy yourself a Michelob ultra and the ultra moment I'm going into <laughs> I'm going into Udoka's past as a player when he was a member of the Nigerian national team, and they were playing in uh, a tournament in Africa uh, against Algeria, and there was a huge fight. I just tweeted out the story. My ultra moment is Ime Udoka in a fight against the Algerian national team, just going full gladiator and taking fools out. There is nothing like hiring a 6'6 dude with two working hands to be your head coach. And he's only in his 40s, so he can still throw. I wonder who on this team is going to have the balls enough to challenge him. When your coach has the real possibility of kicking your ass in an actual fight, I wonder exactly how much of a challenge anybody is going to be willing to throw at that guy. Uh, but... I jokingly bring that up because it shows his fire. It shows his just how badass he is. I mean, this is a guy who's going to command respect. So that is one hell of an ultra moment. Joy creates success. I enjoy that story. I tweeted it out again. Reds Army underscore John. You'll, you'll see one of his teammates wrote about it on Hoops Hype a while back. It's... Uh, it's wild. Uh, Udoka's journey has been an incredible one, and that's that's just one, one aspect of it. So grab a Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Enjoy what's coming here 
And I hope you enjoy what's coming next in the Lockdown Celtics podcast. I'll go into what I love about Udoka's assistant coaching resume that I think will translate. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can enjoy the games a lot more this offseason. If you didn't see the Phoenix Suns ending, the, the ending to the Suns-Clippers game, Go see it. And if you didn't hear about it or you want to hear more about it, check out today's the Wednesday Locked On NBA podcast where I and Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans, we co-host Locked On NBA on Wednesdays. We talked about that wild finish. I mean, absolute chaos, absolute chaos in the final 90 seconds of game two between Suns and Clippers. Just if you if you don't know, go find out because it was great. Uh, let's go into Udoka's coaching history because uh, when I was writing, I wrote this whole analysis here on Boston Sports Journal, which um, I really went into detail here in his past. So he, he started out under Greg Popovich in San Antonio, and he started there in 2012. So he spent six seasons with the Spurs, I believe, I think it's six, six or seven, and so first of all, learns from Greg Popovich, right? He's got Greg Popovich, and not just learning from Greg Popovich, but the Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker era. He's there learning from Pop. He's got three Hall of Famers. He's got the best power forward ever to play the game. And he's he's learning from the absolute best. And not just the absolute best. That situation there with the Spurs, very much like the Doc Rivers situation in Boston with Kevin Garnett, where Doc comes in, he's got this Ubuntu concept, he, he's trying to figure out how to get all of these stars to buy in and play well together, and it's because Kevin Garnett is the one who bought in that everyone else followed suit. And because Tim Duncan bought in in San Antonio, that really allowed Greg Popovich to coach and become Greg Popovich, become Pop. So, one of the early things that he's going to be, I think, trying to do is trying to figure out what Jason Tatum needs, how to get Jason Tatum to buy in, because if Tatum buys into everything that Udoka is saying, then everyone else is going to have to fall in line. And that's an important concept. Your best player has to buy into what you're doing. That partnership between best player and the coach. And I'll tie in the Philadelphia experience because it's a really interesting dichotomy between the San Antonio experience and that Philly experience because you had Brett Brown who wasn't getting the full buy-in from everybody on the team. And that ultimately led to his firing. So that little split, you got the, the Suns, uh, I'm sorry, the Spurs on one side and the Sixers on the other. And Udoka is now on both sides of this whole thing seeing this is what got us to a championship in 2014. This is what got Brett Brown ultimately fired. So that that's difference between the two teams is going to be uh, something that he leans on, that experience, knowing how to recognize what works and what doesn't. 
part of that 2014 team. Now he won a championship. So that's obvious. He's got championship experience, but it's not just championship experience that he has. What makes that 2014 championship team a lot more uh, or, or different anyway, is that the 2013 team happened. That 2013 Spurs team that lost to the Miami Heat, the team that, you know, Kawhi misses a free throw, it's Manu that misses a free throw, that could have put that Heat team away. Ray Allen hits that crazy shot in the corner, and the Heat come back and win that series. Being a part of a team that used that as motivation, that didn't let that tear them apart, that didn't let that kind of get them bickering, that didn't didn't break them. In fact, it steeled their resolve because that 2014 team is one of the most beautifully executed seasons that we've seen from an NBA basketball team. That 2014 Spurs team is held in the highest regard in uh, when you talk about championship teams and teams that played well together, teams that were focused, teams that just did everything kind of right throughout the whole season. And that walked in there in that 2014 uh, finals and just said, nope, we are taking this. This belongs to us. We're taking it. To have a part of that on the Boston Celtics is incredibly important. In fact, it's kind of what I think Danny Ainge was going for when he got Tristan Thompson you know, trying to get that guy who was down 3-1 and show them how to come back from 3-1. But this, from the coaching perspective, I think really hammers that home. You've got a guy that saw what it took for that team to just be selfless, to, to go out there with that focus and say, we've got this one goal. We are going to get what we are looking for. And they went out and they did it. Again, compare that to the 76ers who was a big mismatch kind of parts, uh, the square peg, round hole kind of thing. They had Al Horford on that team that clearly didn't fit. He's now on that staff. You go from the Spurs, who put together this just perfect basketball in 2014, where the stars were selfless, they moved the ball, they didn't think about their own stats, they weren't concerned about their status in the league. Everything kind of fit to a team that was just trying to be like, hey, we've got Al Horford now, go, fit. And it didn't. And they're just trying to put all of these pieces around Embiid and Simmons and just nothing is working. So that contrast is what, shows a guy like, okay, I've seen what works and I've seen very much what doesn't work. So Udoka has that unique experience that when we're looking at the Boston Celtics, what works, what doesn't? Who fits, who doesn't? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Hey, I believe in those guys. And if, if Udoka comes in and says, yeah, I can see it. I can see how these guys will work together. Then great. But if he sees something off about these guys, then he can at least go to Brad Stevens and be like, you know what? Here's what I recognize. This, this, or this. Maybe it's not those guys. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's Romeo Langford. Maybe it's Aaron Neesmith. Maybe it's Tristan Thompson. Maybe it's something. Maybe some of the things from somebody else he can say 
this this guy isn't fitting. And then they can figure out what makes them fit. Do you if if it is something with one of those main three guys, do you go to that person and say, "Hey, what's going on?" and maybe you smooth something out before it didn't before it gets out of control. Could be as simple as that. Is there somebody in there that needs to be traded? Is there somebody in there that needs to to be re-signed? I mean, it could be anything. And while I'm not saying this because I think there's any kind of issue, but I think this experience could be really helpful for Udoka to recognize potential issues. And that's going to be important because you never know when one's going to come up. You never know if there's going to be something there. So I think that dichotomy between Philly and San Antonio is going to be something really important for Udoka's ability to kind of sense things going wrong with the Boston Celtics. Now, he was also a coach this past year on the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm going to save that for the next segment because I think that really unique experience with the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, it it's all shaping up for, for Udoka to kind of have the right experience. This, this is the final piece. Why didn't Udoka get a head coaching job before this? I don't know. This piece, this, this past year, could be the reason why he did get a job. So I'm going to talk about that next. RockAuto.com is the place to go wherever, whenever you need whatever it is for your car. Whether it's something as simple as wipers or new headlamps or a carpet or something that goes into your engine. Hey, I don't know what I'm looking at when I pop the hood. I kind of have an idea, but especially now with these modern cars. But if you do, then great. Good for you. These parts are complicated and expensive, but they're less expensive at rockauto.com because they have a wide variety from a bunch of different brands. They don't have just whatever is on the shelf at the chain store that you just drove to. You can just save yourself the trip, stay at home, use your mobile device, put in all the same specs that you're going to tell that person behind the counter, and then that person, instead of going to that that shelf of whatever is going to be rockauto.com's extensive and easy to use catalog. It's pretty simple. Whenever you order something, it gets delivered right to your door. You don't have to worry about anything else. You just know that the price is going to be low. You know that they're not going to charge you two different price to, or, or charge two different prices for pros and do it yourselfers. They're not going to change their prices based on what the market will bear. The price is what it is. When you do buy something, and I'm pretty sure you're going to buy something, please write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? That's how they know we sent you. And that's really helpful to us. So please write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Take some of those savings, head on over to Bet Online, throw some money down on Bucks and Hawks if you'd like. Or if you're a Red Sox fan, baseball fan, hockey fan, whatever fan, it's there on Bet Online. So hop on your laptop, hop on your mobile device, sign up for free, and make your first deposit with the promo code locked on. You're gonna get a 50% welcome bonus. So sign in, create your username, your password, blah, blah, blah. Use the promo code locked on. You wanna drop what? 200 bucks in there? You get a $100 welcome bonus with that promo code locked on. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the game. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels 
at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. The last stop as an assistant coach for Ime Udoka and the thing that really kind of solidified him as a real head coaching candidate for me was his time here with the Brooklyn Nets. And when I look at what makes an assistant coach successful as a head coach, what did he need to learn? Obviously, how to communicate with players. X's and O's, yeah, sure, we get it. You know, you have to have an offense, you have to have a defense, you have to have your plans. But when you've been around the league long enough, you and you're scouting other teams, you get to see all the different X's and O's. And frankly, the X's and O's are, are a little further down on the list in the NBA. Everybody has seen everything. How do you deal with the stars? How do you, how do you communicate with your team? What kind of uh, communication are you willing to accept? How much are you willing to delegate? What are you willing to do as a head coach? Do you, are you trying to do everything? Are you, are you willing to give everybody their little responsibilities and tie it all together? So Udoka's stop in Brooklyn was kind of perfect for him because you've got Steve Nash as the first-year head coach. He is coming into Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. You've got Kyrie Irving who has taken multiple personal leaves and just said, I'm not playing for a few days. You had Kevin Durant, who is one of maybe like the top two players in the league, in the world, maybe number one at this point. But he is Mr. Social Media Clash. Just, And that's fine, but as a head coach, you got to deal with your, your best player out there getting into Twitter beefs. And then you got James Harden, who just did everything to burn bridges in Houston and force his way into Brooklyn. And you've got to deal with the backlash of that. You've got three monster personalities, three guys who are all, you know, expecting to be number one options. How does that whole thing work? How do you smooth that out? How do you take all of the crap that's off the court and deal with it? on the team, in the locker room, and in the media. And I think Steve Nash has done a really good job, at least outwardly, dealing with it in the media and all of that stuff. The team played for him, and they were going really great until you know, Harden's hamstring and, and Kyrie's ankle. I mean, they were looking amazing. Okay, so they lost. I don't think the coaching is why they lost. They lost because they were hurt. And they had, yeah, I, thought, I thought they made some really good coaching decisions, in fact, I mean, he, he, something as simple as, Hey, guess what? Deandre Jordan. I know that you've been playing a lot during the regular season, but we're, we're done. We're done playing around with this for now. Okay. So being able to say that now it's Steve Nash. He has, he has, you know, some cachet, right? Everybody knows Steve Nash and everybody respects him. His greatness as a player. He's an, an all, uh, a hall of fame player. One of the greatest to do it. So yeah, he has a little added level of respect, but he's a first-year head coach and those personalities can bowl you over. And everything that we saw publicly from Steve Nash, Udoka's there watching it privately. He's watching him deal with the, you know, the big stars. He's watching him deal with the guys who 
we're hoping for a bigger role. He's he's hearing all of the private whatever Steve Nash was feeling. I can't I I want to say that if it was me, I'd have my private frustrations, but I don't know if if Steve Nash was ever frustrated. He might have been, he might not have been. And he learned from those things. And he could have said, hey, I, I might do this differently, or I might have done that differently. Maybe in that moment he thought he would do things differently. But also he understood, hey, you know, we've got these guys. I got my staff together. I got Mike D'Antoni on this staff because we needed the offensive mind to and and that helped with James Harden. It he understood his role as being a defensive guy and and basically running the defensive end and and also trying to get big time scorers to defend. So he's had a lot of these experiences. Now he gets to try to put it all together. And now you could put all the right ingredients together in a bowl and put it in an oven. It doesn't mean that's automatically going to come out the way you wanted it to. If anybody's ever tried to bake, you know that if one little thing goes wrong, then that cake or whatever you're trying to make is, is going to be flat or terrible. Uh, it's, it's tough. Even though you have all the right ingredients, it still doesn't mean that you're going to make the right dinner. It doesn't mean that you're going to come out with this gourmet meal. So this is where we are now. Udoka, I think, has all the right ingredients or a lot of the right ingredients. We've seen him as a player, hard work. That's all he was about as a player. As a coach, he's learned from the best and he's coached the best. He's coached a, a, a laundry list of Hall of Famers. You know, he's on that, he was on a team. I didn't even mention Kawhi Leonard on, you know, the Spurs. Like he he's he's been with and around the best of the best. He's learned a great culture. He's learned in a bad culture. He's learned in a new culture. And now it's up to him to see how he puts it all together as a head coach. I'm very curious to see what kind of staff he's going to put together. I'm very curious to see how he's going to handle things. Just because you've got all of that experience doesn't mean it's going to work. But I'm happy with the Odoka hiring. Obviously, I picked it, you know, so um, if this is the guy I had settled on before, there was a reason why, and those are the reasons why. Uh, I think it's I think it's it's a good move. And hey, so far, Brad Stevens, two for two. He got the Kemba trade done. Not only did he get the Kemba trade done, but he accomplished a lot of goals while doing it in a creative way to avoid giving up the, you know, to be able to give up the this year's first round pick and still be able to trade next year's first round pick if he wanted to. He avoided the, the trade kicker element, which would have screwed up the salary matching. So that was creative stuff. And it's not just him doing this, that he's got advice. So people in that room were advising him on this stuff, but he, you know, pulls the trade. He's the one who gets credit for it. So that was a good, that was a good move on the surface. This is a good move on the surface. So, so far two for two for Brad Stevens, I think not like the two home runs. We don't know if Udoka is going to be a home run or not. I think it can be, but we don't know yet. And so far, Brad Stevens up for the up up to the task. And we'll see what Udoka says whenever he's introduced. 
Hopefully that'll be soon. Uh, again, I will share that here on the podcast, some of the things, and I'll react to some of the things that he said. Obviously, I'll be in there asking questions as well. So uh, I look forward to meeting him and getting to know him as a head coach. It's going to be really interesting as the Celtics offseason continues to churn forward, but something to be positive about, really. Uh, continue to listen to the show. I hope that you will subscribe to get all of this stuff, all of this analysis as this stuff keeps happening. I'm pumping out these podcasts Monday through Friday. It's a five-day-a-week, five-weekdays podcast, so subscribe to get it every day in your podcast feed. Obviously, it's now on YouTube, so please subscribe, like, comment, all of that stuff that you do on a YouTube page. Share it with your friends as well. Tell everybody that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.